Hey, everybody. On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about Alabama's big June recruiting month coming up. Um, just so many big visitors. And I know it's only you know May 19th as you're watching this, but man, I feel like we got to talk about some of these recruiting uh, is about to start really heating up for the university. Also, we're going to talk about Tuscaloosa News ranking the schedule uh, in terms of strength one through 12. I think we disagree with some of them, but You'll have to stay, stick around and find out. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. We'll talk about them too. So stick with us on Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, great, great, great. you a day closer. Uh, man, it's coming up. It is, and definitely we're going to talk about Alabama's big June. In fact, I think we can start right there. Um, I was just looking at uh, – Bama Online does a great job of this. I know that's not the company you work for, but I'll give them a shout-out. Um, they've got a great running list of visitors for June. Now, this was uh, – put out on May 11th, but it's been updated a little bit. Um, I'm just going to run down some of these names. Stop me when I get to somebody that just really intrigues you. Uh, June 1 is Peyton Kirkland, an offensive tackle out of Orlando. Dr. Phillips, some people may remember we've had some uh, success from Dr. Phillips. I think Ha Ha Clinton Dix came from there. D Hart came from there. I know he eventually transferred, but um, a uh, great place there. Every time I hear Dr. Phillips, too, I can't help but think Dr. Pepper for some reason. Uh, same, thing, 3rd, same thing. Every time I hear that high school, that's what I think. Every time. That's June weird. 3rd through 5th, uh, here's some big names. Riley Williams, a four-star tight end out of Oregon. Dylan Lonergan. Lonergan, quarterback. Quarterback from uh, Georgia. I would suspect he's uh, – He's a long shot for Bama. But uh, Cole Adams out of Oklahoma, wide receiver. And then Brandon Ennis, a five-star wide receiver from Fort Lauderdale, who uh, a lot of people love. But I would say Alabama's probably not in the you know one or two slot right now. Would you agree? Probably uh, probably Ohio State for him. Uh, early on, it was looking like he, Lincoln – you know, he was committed to Oklahoma at one point. He likes Lincoln Riley. Apparently, he's not – crazy about playing football on the complete other side of the continent. I assumed he would just sort of follow Lincoln to, to USC, but that's just too far away from him. He wants to play uh, somewhat closer to home. So uh, Ohio State uh, appears to have a lead for Ennis, who uh, he likes Alabama. I think I think we'll always be in his top three, his top four, but uh, he doesn't seem to be quite as enamored with, with Alabama uh, as, as we would like him to be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, June 4th through 5th, it'll be Malik Bryant. Now, this is a guy from Orlando yeah, who that could happen. does lead for. Yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Uh, I, I, I would even, if I was doing a class projection, I would probably include Malik Bryant. That's how serious that is. All right. Now, let me run down these guys for June 10th through 12th. This is well, a huge weekend. It's the, it's the weekend of the year and after you go through the list i'll explain uh why or, or why but, but yeah that's the weekend all right i'm going to start uh i'm going to go backwards here they have them listed five star down i'm going to go four star up uh raul uh aguire a four-star linebacker out of fayetteville georgia uh olis allenon is that how you say that jimmy that's from exactly how I, that's how i've been saying it 
Okay. Olus Allenen, uh, he's from the Loomis Chafee School. Now, I, I want an offensive tackle named Olus Allenen because it sounds like he fishes with his mouth in, in Finland. I love that. I mean, he just sounds like a giant Viking of a human being. Uh, Wilk, Wilkin Formby out of Tuscaloosa, another guy with a great name, sounds just like an offensive tackle. Then a um, – a quad of four stars, Richard Young, five-star running back out of Florida. I believe he ends up at Alabama, but I'll let you confirm. Francis uh, Magoa, is that how we say that? I've never said it out loud. This is uh, I'm referring to him right now as the five-star tackle from IMG. Correct. Uh, Anthony Hill, a five-star out of Denton, Texas, who a lot of people think wind up at, at Texas A&M. And then Caden Proctor, a five-star offensive tackle from Des Moines, Iowa, um, Man, we don't get a lot of dudes out of Iowa, but this is one I'd love to have. Jimmy, I'm just going to let you have the floor on these guys. Well, Proctor, going backwards, uh, Proctor, uh, awesome five-star, big time, similar to a Latham, similar to a Cam Robinson, similar maybe even to an Andre Smith. I mean, he's he's really good, but he happens to be from the one corner of the world that does really well with offensive linemen. I mean – I think if that kid played any of the other 17 positions on on the team besides offensive line, we would be a slam dunk for him. And we still may get Caden Proctor. It's very possible. I would guess we will end up in second place. But if you're an offensive lineman born in Iowa and you want to play offensive line in the NFL, there's really not much of a reason to leave Iowa. I mean, they, they put out first-round linemen. They did again in this most recent draft with Tyler Linderbaum going to the Ravens. Uh, they they put out first-round linemen at Iowa all the time, probably because the head coach was a highly successful NFL offensive line coach, and, uh, and he's built his program, his good program, around the offensive line position. So I don't know that we're going to be able to shoehorn Proctor out of Iowa uh, if Proctor leaves Iowa, Alabama would be the spot. But that June 10th weekend, you know what Alabama likes to do, and I'm sure Alabama's not the only one that does this uh, because it just makes all the sense in the world. But in terms of our biggest targets, in terms of like these are the guys that we have a, a great chance with that we really want in the class, we love for them all to be together on campus visiting all at once because we believe – uh, the best recruiters are the kids themselves and the friendships that they make and wanting to play with each other and building a bond and a brotherhood. And th- that's how we do it every year. I mean, we, you know, we used to have a cookout and, and, and it was at Nick's house and then they had to move it to the football building. And I don't know what they're doing now, but what, what used to be the champions cookout is obviously June 10th <laughs> this year. And uh, it's not like those are the only kids, but, I would say the core of the recruiting class will be on on campus that that weekend, and 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 that's that's how they want it to be. They want some momentum to build, uh, and for them to create a group. Uh, that's very interesting. You know, it just reminded me. You talked about. Uh, I, I think it is more positive to have like a group think versus having just one massive player on campus at one time. Where I mean, the weight of the world is on his shoulders. You know, he he probably feels like hey, this is too much. I mean, not every kid, obviously, but I think a lot of them would feel like, man, I, I need a little bit of the spotlight dispersed here because it, it can be intimidating when you're the only prospect on the campus. Refresh my memory, Jimmy. Um, 
who was the boy? I want to say it was Alvin Kamara, but I don't think it was. Who the 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 player on Alabama's team who was bad mouthing Alabama when some other prospects were visiting? Um, yeah. Who who was that? I come think on, come on, come on, Alvin Kamara. It was <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it's that, so that's... funny because we remember him with such reverence now. Yeah. Well, well, that's he's the a reason. Good dude. Well, there was a reason he left the program. There was yeah. a reason he left. And, and, and again, I don't know all the specifics and, and I don't know how bad it was. I just know that that story is a generally accepted fact <laughs> from uh, insiders around the program. And, and I think Alvin was very frustrated over if you rehab hard and, and you get back in time for the season, you know, if you rehab hard, you can play. If you rehab hard, you can play this year and he did and he put in all the work and he was cleared to play. And then he didn't because Alabama at that point felt it was smarter to, re to redshirt the kid. And, you know, kids don't like to redshirt. They want to play. And, and of course, Alvin thought he was the best running back on the roster and, and as any kid with his talent would believe right or wrong. But anyway, it, it, he, he got really frustrated with, with, with things. And, and, and the thing that's cool about it now that we can talk about it now is Alvin is on Alabama sidelines. He's, he's, a fan. he's, a, cool he's a fan of Alabama, and I, I, Alvin has Z. I think Alvin would tell people publicly or privately, uh, boy, I had that coming, and they were right to do that, and Coach Saban was right, and I should have listened to him and should have trusted him. But, hey, things worked out fine for Alvin, and things worked out fine for Alabama without him. So uh, no hard feelings. That's just a kid that's in hopefully a Jai Hall and guys like him, you know, down the road have the same turnaround that, that yeah. Alvin had. We're late for a break, and I want to say this, but um, we had a couple of comments on the last podcast. Uh, you know, a couple of folks took exception, or a couple of folks, you know, were sort of hard on a Jai Hall in the comments. Some of them took exception to our even talking about him. And I was like, look, he, he's still topical because he, he did leave Alabama, guns a-blazing, and then now he's going to play, allegedly, maybe, <laughs> for Texas against Alabama – and um, I think you and I made it abundantly clear we're pulling for a Jai Hall to get better yes. because uh, Alvin Kamara is the model, right? He's, exactly. He's, and you know what Alvin Kamara is? Alvin Kamara is the really hot girlfriend. You just couldn't make it work. You have sort of a nasty breakup, and then after a year, y'all are y'all are just really good friends, and you're and you're hoping for the best. And she gets married, and you're you're happy for her. So I think that's what boy. That's that was a long. That was almost a I'm crushing on Alvin Kamara thing. Yeah. But um, anyway. Yeah, Jimmy, I don't think Alvin's that hot. <laughs> he's he's rich, though. That makes him hotter. Uh, good um, point. All right. Let me tell everybody about Bet Online, Jimmy, because I need to. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, even next year's NFL and college football futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports, wagering information from live betting to playoffs to whatever you want. Head to the website today. Uh, at Bet Online, or you could even just go on your phone with Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm telling you, it's where the game starts. All right, Jimmy. Uh, very quickly, you said you had an oatmeal story. Um, <laughs> please, please tell it very quickly. <laughs> it's not really so much of a story. It's just that uh, in, in a hotel traveling today, and like a lot of hotels, this place has that that continental breakfast or whatever you call you know the free breakfast that, that, yeah. that, that and uh 
I'm fixing oatmeal and I'm not, I'm not a daily oatmeal eater. I'll eat it. But this particular spread, you know, you make your, your oatmeal, you, it's plain, it's very plain oatmeal, but there's these containers and there must be 25 of them. And the containers have different stuff that you can put in your oatmeal or your cereal or whatever else you're making. And I'm, I'm mature enough. I'm an adult enough to know oatmeal that's pretty healthy i should eat the oatmeal and not something that's like fruit loops because it could have done that but i'm like no i'm adult enough to eat the oatmeal but i'm still seven years old so you can't put me near all of these containers with tasty things i'm dumping chocolate i'm dumping chocolate chips in there here's some syrup here's some banana chips here's some apple chips and by the end, I've got a pound and a half of food, the majority of which is going to kill me. And the, the whole idea was, I'm an adult. I'll eat some oatmeal. Right. <laughs> and then and then what do I end up with? What amounts to one of those chocolate chip cookie cakes you can get in the mall. And that's what I ate for breakfast. And I'm like, I'm 52, but I'm still seven. I'm like, I'm like Elf. Yeah. I, I I need an I need an adult at all times. Well, I'll tell you, um, I'm I'm at the same kind of place at the Hilton Garden Inn, and they had oatmeal on the same thing. And um, you know, it's it's really like I'm 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 about you. I'm pushing fifty. It's like I need my fiber for the oatmeal, but I also kind of want diabetes, so I'm going to have all this chocolate. Um, exactly- all right. Let's let's go to what Tuscaloosa News has done here. They have done um a ranking of the uh, schedule for the year for Alabama, one through 12. I think this is a great exercise. Um, I, I, I just think it's uh, it's something cool to discuss. You, you rank these one through 12 because this year I saw this stat from uh, Danny Sheridan. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, I know it's grain of salt, um, but uh, take it with a grain of salt uh, that – he said Alabama, Ohio State, and boy, who was Georgia, are double-digit favorites over every team they face this year. Those three schools, Jimmy, double-digit favorites over every team they face. So yeah. that's 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 crazy. Um, but what it tells you is, okay, it's, it's going to be tough to rank this schedule when when you're at least a ten-point favorite over everybody. It's very difficult to rank it. But but instead of Really get – there's no sense in ranking Austin P, uh, Louisiana Monroe, uh, even though we still owe them, uh, or Vanderbilt. Let's start with nine through one. And here's what the Tuscaloosa News said. They have Utah State at number nine. And I'm with you. I saw a tweet you had yeah. that Utah State could very well start the season at the tail end of the top 25. Yeah. They've got a pretty good group. They had a very strong 2021 campaign. They won the Mountain West. And mm-hmm. they have eight starters from that group coming back. Um, I, I'm telling you, I, I think that's going to be pretty tough. I might put them higher, uh, but right now that's where Tuscaloosa News has. What do you think? I completely agree. They're tougher than the other uh, non-conference, the two non-conference opponents, tougher than Vanderbilt. Uh, th- this is a good team. Uh you know, Alabama should crush them and we're, Alabama should be favored by a lot and Alabama should win the game by a lot. But this is not the 
the hilarious tomato can against the directional school. Uh, it's not there. This is a quality football team that you will see play in a somewhat prominent bowl game. Uh, and uh, yeah, good, good team, good test. And it's better for Alabama to play somebody good than somebody that, that that's, that's a junior college that would just knock over and win by 70 points. Okay. I guess looking at the rest of the schedule, I would have to put them number nine. But, boy, I'm telling you, I'm very tempted to flip-flop. That's a, good, flip that's Go a good number nine team. Yeah. I'm very tempted to flip-flop them with the number eight team, which is, drumroll, Auburn. I am very tempted to say Utah State will be more difficult to beat than Auburn. What, what makes me not say that are a few things. Auburn is a rivalry game. Um, Auburn is at the end of the year and just before the SEC championship game. So I assume Alabama will be in the SEC title game again. And people think – Auburn fans think I'm nuts when I say this. But I think one reason that um, Auburn has been able to hang with Alabama, specifically in Jordan-Hare Stadium, even when Alabama's had a much superior team, is because Alabama generally is going to the SEC title game the next week. And Auburn, for the most part, these last – low these last several years, has not been – a factor. Now, in, in 17, they were a factor because they ended up going. Now, they lost to Georgia, but that, that was a pretty good Auburn team, and it was an Alabama team that had yet to discover Tua Tungle-Vailoa. Not making excuses, Auburn beat us by 12. Um, but I, I think that typically Alabama is going to that, going to the SEC title game like last year. Um, there was every reason in the world to look beyond Auburn, a team that was on, what, a, a three-game losing streak when we played them, I think. And they were looking pretty pedestrian. And we come in flat as a fritter, and we play like ass until the final 97 seconds. Um, yep. Give Auburn credit, but I'm just saying that it, it is understandable to think Alabama has looked past Auburn these last few years. So I'm tempted, but I am tempted to flip-flop them because, number one, Utah State plays this game one where they'll be pretty good, we'll be the prohibitive favorite, and we still probably – we working out some kinks. They will be too. Uh, and then we have dominated Auburn at home since 2010. Yeah, I'm tempted to flip-flop them too, uh, particularly because we'll be playing a fresh Utah State team that'll be fired up to be competing against Alabama, and we might be playing an Auburn team that has an interim head coach looking for a new head coach, and they're uh, a three-and-eight a three and eight mess. I mean, it could be. And if that's the case, you'd want to flip them. The way I'm looking at it, though, I would keep it where it is, um, just in this one sense. If Auburn played Utah State week one, who do I think would win that game at Auburn? Uh, I, my answer is, gun to my head, I would pick Auburn to win the game. But at the same time, I'd be going, I'd be panicking. I wouldn't want to pick the game. And I would be telling Auburn fans, you better take that game serious. Uh, Utah State could easily beat Auburn in week one. I would not even be surprised. But in the end, if I have to pick the winner, I would pick the team that has more good players than the other one, and that's the SEC team, Auburn. Mute. You're mute. Are you mute? Yes, I'm muted. Damn it. I'm trying my best. Uh, anyway, 11 years ago, Auburn played Utah State as an opener after their national championship year, 
And uh, Utah State basically had the game won. I think Auburn had to get a uh, onside kick to end up winning that game, if I remember right. But this anyway, is, and this is a better Utah State. This team. is a better this, Utah State. Team. This is probably this team upcoming will probably be the best Utah State team and a worse Auburn. Program. And a worse yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, I, I would have Auburn ahead of Utah State. Me but too. I I agree that it's it's sadly for Auburn fans a, a bit of a coin flip, really. Okay, we got to zip through some of these now because uh, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody about Built Bar. Uh, Built.com is where you want to go. Imagine dipping your finger in that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing it was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. That would be awesome. That is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. Trust me on this. They sent us samples, and they didn't just send us like two. They sent us like 12 of these mothers, and I love them. These things are awesome. It's like a protein-infused marshmallow. It really is like eating candy. It's like it's Jimmy and my dream breakfast. If we put it on oatmeal, it'd be fantastic. And if you haven't tried the puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret. That's because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar is what these are. Yeah, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to Built.com. Get the birthday cake puffs now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 at Built.com and get 15% off that order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15. Also, want everybody to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. This is a fantastic podcast. The NBA uh, lottery was just chosen. The Orlando Magic for like the 400th year in a row uh, has won the lottery. And... I'm sort of banking that they'll take Jabari Smith, and I think that's probably the right pick. I don't know. Chet Holmgren's sort of a unicorn, but he's so frail to me. I mean, he looks frail. I think he's tougher than he looks, but he's he's thin. Um, and then, you know, Pablo Banquero is also good too, but whatever. Y'all go check them out. They know more about that than I do. Thank All right, you. Jimmy, let's talk about this uh, this schedule ranking a little bit more. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me, let me read the next seven. All right, so Auburn was number eight for Tuscaloosa News. Then they had number seven, Mississippi State at home. Number six, LSU away. Number five, Texas away. I would definitely flip-flop those two. Number four, Ole Miss away. I would have them higher. On the I'd have them higher. Number three, Tennessee. Actually, I say I have them higher, and now I don't know where I put them. Number three is Tennessee away. Number two is Arkansas away. And number one is A&M at home. Here's my list, Jimmy. I'm going to go – I'm going to go Tennessee one. Uh, I know we beat them 15 years in a row, whatever it is. I know. They're pretty good. They're going to be frothing at the mouth. That place is going to be bananas. I'm going to put Arkansas two. I'll agree with Tuscaloosa News. I'm going to put Ole Miss away number three, and I'm going to put A&M number four. And my reasoning is, I mean, outside of the Johnny Manziel year, we beat A&M at home. And I know they've got um, a fantastic lineup of uh, used car sponsor players from NIL that they just got, or oil company sponsors. But uh, when we play them at home, we win, and they're super, super young. So I'm – and they, they we don't know who their quarterback is. So I'm going – and I know we don't know who Ole Miss's quarterback is, but we do know who their head coach is. And their head coach can give us fits. So I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'd go the three away games, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and then a I couldn't agree more. I I, I think Texas A&M is the best team Alabama will play during the regular season. I think Texas A&M has the most good players. They're the team that matches up with us the best in terms of dude versus dude. 
they can hang with Alabama, a real talented bunch. They'll have true freshmen playing key roles, but these are talented kids. Plus, they have enough veterans, and they're improved at quarterback over what they were a year ago. So I think A&M's the best team, but we get them at home, and it's a revenge game, and Saban is great in those revenge games. I worry about A&M less than those road games. And I'm not saying that Arkansas is better than A&M or, or Tennessee's better than A&M. I don't think they are. But look what happened on the road last year. We almost lost to a bad Florida team. We almost lost to a bad Auburn team. Mm-hmm. We, we did lose to a Texas A&M team that went 8-4. and four. We, we, we played great on the road against Mississippi State. That's one time in four games. Uh, I'm going to put most of those road games at the top of the list, Luke, just like you, at Ole Miss, at Tennessee, at Arkansas. To me, those are the three toughest games. I would put A&M fourth and at LSU and Texas uh, in some order, fifth and sixth. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I, again, uh, I do feel better about going on the road this year with a seasoned veteran at quarterback and a Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. I, I feel better about that. I feel better with what I think could be a better offensive line and a better defense. But um, at the same time, look, man, Arkansas, they have shown they they are not afraid. And that is one of the biggest advantages Alabama generally has. When, they, when teams see us come on the field, they're afraid. I mean – Case in point, 2000, uh, 2013 National Championship game against Notre Dame, and you could tell Notre Dame ruined their knickers when we came out there. And um, it was – I mean, Kirk Herbstreit, I think, said it. This is like a high school team versus the Broncos. I mean, he didn't say that exactly, but I said that. Right. Um, but – and I think that when you lack the fear – and that's another thing, going back to Auburn for a second. Auburn at home is not scared of us. And I think that gives them somewhat of an advantage. Tennessee has been frightened to death of us for a long time. I think they're getting less frightened. Um, A&M was not all that frightened last year, but I'm with you. I think the revenge game is going to be a factor, and so that's that. Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate you. And, look, even if you don't agree with us, please comment on the YouTube page. We appreciate that. And, look, we, we don't mind being called out. I mean, you don't have to uh, preface it by saying, I, you know, hey, I don't want to. Exactly. We're married. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's right. We're, Not to say? each other. Oh, yeah. Okay. Said, we're married. Oh, Not okay. But well, uh, I mean, we, 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 we get called out uh, every day. That's exactly right. That's why we're in hotels now. We've been kicked out of our own houses. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please do comment. Please subscribe. And uh, we appreciate you guys at time. So uh, until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.